This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We talk all about the latest apps and mobile technology today. We've uh, got a great program. Later on, we'll be talking with the folks at Staffy. This is a cool app for the restaurant industry and healthcare that lets uh, employers actually pick up uh, staff as they need them. You know, if someone doesn't show up for a shift and none of the other employees can do it, you can use this app to find a pool of people that are available. And they've expanded into healthcare. And uh, it works the reverse way as well. If you are someone uh, that needs more employment, uh, this is a great way to, to get more shifts. We'll also be uh, talking about landlines and how to get it for free or next to free. A lot of people have ditched landlines. You don't have one. I haven't had one for years. I've still got one. I don't know why I hold on to it. Maybe it's just nostalgia. But I think I'm paying like 20 bucks a month for it. That's a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> well, we'll tell you how you can get that for free. It's really cool. It's uh, our good friend, Ted uh, Kritsonos uh, out of Toronto. He's uh, got a cool way to do it. Uh, let's talk about some of the, the mobile and app news out there, John. A uh, big one for me, uh, Huawei, uh, obviously uh, still under fire from uh, the U.S. They uh, are not allowed to use uh, any technology from U.S. companies, it's hurting their smartphone business. Uh, they were on track to become the biggest smartphone company in the world until Trump and the U.S. stepped in and uh, you know cut them off of Google and uh, the semiconductors they need to make their chips. Well, they have a, a sub-brand called Honor. You've probably never even heard of it because it's not really here in North America. It's in Asia. Yeah. We saw it when we were in China. Yes. Uh, it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, obviously, they're part of Huawei. They're having problems as well, getting the necessary necessary technology to make those phones. So Huawei is selling it off for $15 billion. That's amazing. It, it is amazing because it's a huge amount for a company that, or a division that no one's ever heard of, really, here in North America. Yeah. So it's kind of their mid-tier line. Uh, they'll still keep, obviously, the Huawei brand going. Uh, we'll see what happens with the new administration with Biden coming in. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, kind of an interesting development. Well, it's interesting too, sort of related to that is Qualcomm, a U.S. semiconductor manufacturer, got a license from the U.S. government. An exemption. yeah, An exemption to sell to Huawei 4G chips. <laughs> That's like selling them Ataris. Yeah. Yeah. So, because the world's going 5G. Right. What are they going to do with 4G chips? I don't know. Um, Internet of Things devices, maybe? Yeah. Tablets? Well, we'll have to uh, see how that uh, all uh, shakes out. Uh, Another story uh, came across here, John. Uh, Twitter. They have uh, a feature, uh, I guess, disposable tweets. What does that mean? Yeah, they're called fleets. This is a new feature that's been rolled out uh, across the world. The idea behind it and kind of the way they were trying to market it was if you've ever started to compose a tweet, realize that it might not be a good thing to have on your permanent record. Yeah. You can now use a fleet and it'll disappear after a period of time. Maybe Trump should do that. Yeah. But I think he has to have everything as part of the permanent record because he's the president. But okay, so it's it's a fleet tweet. 
Yeah. The, the idea is that it's fleeting. Yeah. It's a fleeting thought pro, uh, that, you know, that you post it and it's gone tomorrow. But that's still getting recorded somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this so. is the thing I tell people all the time. Just because you made it private, you sent a DM or a private message to somebody on Facebook, it's being captured somehow by somebody. Whether it's the servers at Twitter, whether it's somebody that has bots set up to harvest all these tweets and put them somewhere else that is not expiring or being deleted, or, you know, in case of Facebook messaging, people get their accounts hacked all the time and people can see those private messages and they get exposed or made unprivate all the time. So the idea is, my thought has always been, if you're going to use these technologies, whatever you put out there, make sure you're comfortable with it being there on your permanent record forever. But for some reason, Twitter thinks this is a good thing and people are just really confused by it because it's this new option and it's kind of... Are they trying to be Snapchatty? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Appeal to the youngers. The <laughs> younglings. <laughs> the younglings. Uh, another story we're following here, uh, Alberta. I didn't know they had their own COVID-19 contact tracing app. Apparently, not a lot of other people did either because <laughs> they've only tracked 19 cases. <laughs> so this is put out by the government of Alberta for our Alberta listeners. Um, yeah, I didn't know they had a separate one. Yeah, they I thought were, they were looking at the, the Canadian government one. Yeah, BCA and Alberta are the, the last two holdouts uh, yes. with the Canadian version uh, But because Alberta has had their own for a while. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's been that successful um, just in the numbers that uh, they're actually... Uh, tracking. Yeah, 19 people. But, you know, maybe, well, that's 19. Maybe that helps save somebody. Better right? than zero. Yes. Yes. Okay, we still have a lot to talk about on uh, today's app show. Don't forget to visit our website at getconnectedmedia.com. We are giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL. This thing has got an amazing camera on it. If you want a chance to win, hit the newsletter tab at getconnectedmedia.com. All the instructions are there on how to enter. When we come back from the break, how to get a free phone line for your landline. Back after this. We're back. Mike Eggerbo here with John Beeler. Let's uh, talk about uh, phone service. Uh, over the years, uh, home phone service has, uh, I think, decreased. Uh, you know, if you're under the age of 30, you probably don't have a home phone. Do you have a home phone? Uh, yeah, it's called my cell phone. Okay. Well, I still have a home phone, uh, but... How would you like to get that price down even lower? I think I'm paying 20 bucks a month through Shaw. How often do you actually use it, though? Uh, no, that's where all the um, uh, the spam callers go. So you're paying for spam? Yep. <laughs> I don't know why. You know what? My parents phone there all the time. Forward it to your cell phone. Oh, no. That's too confusing. Okay, let's uh, look at some other ways to maybe save some money. We've got our good friend Ted Kritsonos. He's our man in Toronto. Ted, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Let's talk Uma. This is a uh, a company. Uh, they have uh, a phone service. They also have hardware uh, as well to go along with that. Uh, Ted, explain how it all works. So basically, Uma is a home phone that works not necessarily through the traditional phone lines, but actually through the internet. So it's what we call VoIP or Voice Over Internet Protocol. And it's it, it functions the same way a normal traditional landline would work, but it's not going again through the you know traditional infrastructure it's going through the internet and as a result it, they can offer service far cheaper than what the usual providers offer so for example in uma's case just to start off with 
you're not it's interesting because you're not paying them necessarily like if you don't if you don't subscribe to anything with uma and you just buy the hardware you would have to actually just pay the taxes and fees that are legally required by the government but other than that uh which is like five bucks a month i think in in bc and it's more or less the same uh with every province um and that's it right now if you subscribe you can get extra features so for free for example you get canada-wide calling so there's no long distance within the country and you get a bunch of other features. Now, if you subscribe to Premier, you get some extra stuff like calling the U.S. and Mexico, for example. Um, and then, you know, all kinds of different features like, you know, voicemail, like extra voicemail stuff. I mean, there's a lot there. I can get into it, but, you know, I, I'm not sure where you'd want to go. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that. So, uh, first of all, if you just want regular, plain, basic phone service, uh, you you buy a package from them. What does that look like? How much how much is it? Yeah. So it's, there's two particular products. There's the Tello and the Tello Air. Okay. So the Tello is a hundred dollars. The Tello Air is one hundred and thirty. So you're buying the hardware, and then at that point, you have a choice. Now, if you want to port your your existing landline number over, it's a one time forty dollar fee. If you don't care, then you just pick whatever, you know, whatever phone number you want, which by the way, you are able to pick an area code that is not where you live. So if you live in Vancouver, but you want a Toronto or Calgary area code, for example, you can do that. Why you might want to, I don't know, but you might, you know, you can, it is an option. Uh, but you can also port your number over too. And that, like I said, that's a four, one time $40 fee. It takes about two weeks uh, for that to actually transfer over. In the meantime, you're given a temporary number from UMA so that you can actually take calls. Uh, and then once the port is done, that's it. Uh, so what's what's so when you buy the hundred dollar or the hundred thirty dollar package, like what's in the yeah. box? So what's in the box is is a just a device, basically a, a hardware product that you plug in. And you would be plugging your phone into that. So if you have like a landline, you know, cordless phone or whatever it is, you would plug that directly into the device. And then you also would plug, I mean, it, you can do it through Wi-Fi now, but you can also plug via Ethernet a an Ethernet cable into the UMA device as well. So but you'd have to plug that into your router, your internet router. Yeah, sorry, yeah, and, yeah, from your router basically to to the UMA Tello or uh, or, or UMA Tello or UMA Tello Air, um, and so it's getting the internet connection from there. You've got the phone line going from the phone into the into the into the Tello as well. And so that way, it's got the internet where it's getting the connectivity, and then it's got it's connected to the phone where you're actually able to talk. So it doesn't come with a phone. You can use your existing phone. No, it, the the tele devices do not come with a phone. Uh, Uma does sell handsets separately uh, that uh, they have like screens on them as well. So like you can actually attach, like you can assign pictures to specific contacts, kind of like with a cell phone. So if somebody calls, like somebody can see who's calling just by looking at the at the image. They do have that, but any phone will work. And sorry, what's the difference between the the Tello and the Tello Air? What does the Air give you? Does it fly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no Wi-Fi. Uh, so the the Tello Air is uh, more of a wireless uh, setup, um, hence the slightly different you know extra pricing. Uh, it's a little sleeker than the than the regular Tello as well. Uh, probably, I think a little bit smaller as well. I don't have the air, so I, I haven't seen it necessarily up close. But I, I believe those are some of the some of the 
you know, initial things that are different. Okay, so you buy this, and basically you have to decide whether you port your existing number over. If you want your old phone number, that's 40 bucks one-time fee. If you don't care, you pick a new number, uh, that doesn't cost you anything. And after that, the monthly fees, you're saying you're just paying taxes, which are about five or six bucks a month? You're paying taxes and fees if you're just going for free. Right, okay. like you're, you're not subscribing to Premier now. Premier start, is at ten bucks a month, so you add the ten bucks on top of that. So that's right? sixteen bucks a month. Yeah, sixteen bucks a month, and and you're getting Canada, U.S., Mexico, all included. So there's no long distance fees for calling within those countries. And then if you want to call other countries, uh, because you're a Premier subscriber, you would get you would be able to actually. The benefit is that you'd be able to call more cell phone numbers in more countries. So landline calls are, you know, pretty standard in terms of what they cost, but if you're if you're going to call mobile numbers in some countries, then Premier gives you some extra benefit from that. Um, now you can do it a la carte, you can basically just okay, I'm going to call and I'm going to pay per minute or you can buy a package that gives you a certain number of minutes so that you can just use them on a monthly basis or even until they expire. Still cheaper than what you're currently paying, Mike. Well, I'll have a, I have a story about that uh, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so six bucks a month roughly and you've got your phone line, a landline. And how did you find the call quality? Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I've had my parents on it since 2012. Yeah. So, so it, go, it goes back quite some time and, and it's only gotten better since then. The key thing at that time and even till now was for my parents, especially my mom, to to not notice a difference in in it with anything, right? Just pick up the phone, make a call, pick up the phone, answer a call. That's it. And it does that without a problem. So it, it the call quality, especially now with what internet speeds are compared to eight years ago, it, it's it's not a factor. I mean, you need a minimum of 384 kilobits per second. That's that's peanuts uh, for most people's connections in Canada. So. Um, that, that the connectivity, the quality, the voice quality is not a, is not an issue at all. And I should mention that they do have an app. So if you use the Uma mobile app, it's actually an extension of that phone line. So you, if you're on the free tier, you can answer phone calls from like from that app. If you're on Premier, not only can you answer calls, but you can make calls from that app too. On your smartphone. Yes. Okay, here's my story. So uh, for the listeners right now, we're talking about Uma. This is a, a phone service available in Canada, U.S. as well. Uh, basically, you just buy their their box. It's like a one-time fee, like 100 bucks or 130 depending if you want uh, the Air version or not. The Air one makes it a little easier because you can put that phone line kind of anywhere. It's wireless. It uses the Wi-Fi. Um, so I actually got one of these things, Ted, about two years ago. Okay. And, and I <laughs> I set it all up. And I went through the porting thing, you know, because I wanted to keep my number. And literally within like two days, my current telephone provider, I think it was Shaw at the time, they phoned me up. They're like, hey, can we uh, maybe look at your package and uh, see if we can do something? So they rejigged my package to literally give my phone line for free. (laughs) Hey, there you go. Um, I mean, if if you're if a current provider is willing to make that kind of a deal, that's great. I, in the long run, Uma is to me the bigger saver. My parents have saved, I think, almost four thousand, three or four thousand uh, dollars in eight years. Yeah, uh, using it. So in the long run, I mean, ultimately, I think Uma is the better choice economically. 
But hey, I mean, if it worked out for you and you got a deal, fantastic. I don't know that everybody will be so lucky, what, uh, but you, if they, so go ahead, John. What are you paying twenty bucks a month for? Not for Shaw. Well, it, it's supposed to be about twenty bucks a month for the home phone. Oh, okay. Right, uh, but I don't like. It's all part of they the bundle it right because I got like TV. It, it's a funny bundle, Ted uh, and John. Like I, I had internet and I had TV and I had the phone, and we decided as family we don't want the TV the cable anymore because we're never using it and then i did this um the phone thing uh where i switched over to uma because i thought i'm gonna save a fortune here and that yeah then they phoned me they rejigged my package from like 200 bucks down to to 100 and that included internet tv and the phone and i said to the gal well i don't care about the tv anymore and she just doesn't matter it's just in there (laughs) like you're, you're getting it for free almost Okay, just so I just so I understand, are you getting all this in perpetuity, or is yeah. it for a finite time? Uh, I think, I th- yeah, I think it just keeps going. You should check your bill. You yeah, to check that. <laughs> Usually, those credits uh, disappear and they have yeah, expiry the, the, dates on them. I, I, it's rare for those companies to give anything for free for too long. Well, so. it's funny, right? Because I, I I kept telling her I don't want the TV. I we don't watch it. You know, I don't want them. So I've got all these boxes you know, these, uh, these Shaw boxes, they're sitting in a bag somewhere in my garage. And I just like, I, I just want to give them back cause I'm, I'm scared of losing them. Cause I, you know, I know they'll charge me for them if I don't give them them back. Anyway, back to Uma, uh, sounds like a, a, a great service. You've had some good success. I've heard from other people as well. And, uh, you've written a, a great uh, article up on our website uh, for it as well. So looking forward to reading that Ted, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure guys. Thank you for having me. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. So let's talk about uh, contact tracing. Uh, one thing that I think is good uh, when you go to restaurants is that they're taking down your, your name and number. Uh, so that in case anyone ever catches COVID there, uh, they can contact you. Uh, but I'm always concerned at some of these places. I'm like, well, I got to pick up that pen and then I got to write on this paper and then like my name and phone number are there for everyone for the rest of the day to see as well. So, you know, for me, there's some privacy implications there and just, is it completely germ-free as well? And I think we found a solution for that uh, issue. We've got a great guest on the line. His uh, name is uh, Asif uh, Khan. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for, for the opportunity. Good to be here. He's with. Uh, he's the CEO of Ground Level Insights. They've uh, come up with an app called Canatrace. Uh, tell us how this works. I, I I love this this app. Yeah. So first of all, just just to clarify, it's actually not even an app. It's uh it's just a service that is uh, based on a on a QR code that we custom create for any business that wants to use this, uh, with their own branding and so on. And uh, yeah, they just post the QR code um, on the tables or on the door or on the window, uh, and people just come in with their phones. Most people, uh, the native camera app on their phone. Can they can just open up their camera and, and it knows how to scan a QR. So it's as simple as that. And does the business on their end, uh, how do they implement that? Do they have to put something into their website for it? Do you guys do that? No, we do it all. So they just, they, they come to a simple uh, page uh, where they register on, on our website at canatrace.com. 
they just fill out the uh, the address information. They upload their logo, uh, and yeah, and specify sort of the details about their business. And then we create the QR code. Um, and when the customer, so and we send them the files, and they kind of just post it, uh, print it out, and post it. And when the customer uh, scans that, it basically comes up with a a branded page. So it'll show up with that business's logo. It'll say, "Here's why we're collecting this information," and then it goes through the series of required questions. And we have a number of different templates depending on kind of what stage of COVID the uh, the local city or province is in at, at that given time because there's different levels of what information is required. So let's just walk this through uh, for the customer coming into a restaurant, for example. There's going to be a QR code by the front door and it's going to tell them to scan it with their camera phone. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so, yeah, they just open up their, their camera phone, they scan the QR, it brings them to that branded page. And and then it goes through at minimum, uh, the three required uh, pieces of data are name, email address and phone number. So they just fill that in. It also supports autofill. So if they're used to filling out forms on their phone, uh, it's even faster because you can just grab the data that you've already got and you don't have to type it in every single time. So it supports that as well. And then in, in situations where, you know, cases are surging and and uh, you know you're uh, required to provide more data, as in symptom screening questions and things like that. We can do that as well. So, for example, we're based in Ontario. Uh, here in Toronto, we're in red zone or orange zone uh, in the surrounding area, and that's a requirement as well. So every business here has to take down, you know, do you have any of the following symptoms? Have you been out of the country? Have you been in contact with anybody? Yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. And if you answer yes to any of those, by the way, uh, you get a uh, sort of a, a red exclamation mark, you know, which uh, means you shouldn't be entering the building as opposed to a green check mark you would get the other way. Can you talk about uh, how you're storing all that data and the privacy aspects and also how the restaurants then would get that information from you so that they could provide that to their local health authority if they needed to due to a, 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 an infection, for example? Yeah, great, great question. So, uh, so two things on the privacy side, first of all, um, you know, to to the point that was already made earlier, you know, we, um, you know, as, as opposed to a pen and paper system, where your information is just sitting out in the open, that's certainly not private, uh, by any means whatsoever. And we've seen we've had incidents where we've seen, for example, there was a, a bar here in Toronto, a young lady was there with some friends, uh, after work, went home that evening, got a phone call from a number she didn't recognize. Uh, some creepy guy hitting on her and when they followed up the guy actually admitted that he had just gone taken a photo of that list at the door so privacy is definitely not existent uh, or happening in that scenario so what we're doing is is um you know, digitizing that data, first of all. So getting rid of the, the hygiene issues with everybody sharing the same pen, uh, collecting the digital in a, uh, the data in a digital format, meaning it's easier for uh, traceability in terms of not having to, you know, go and read and interpret people's handwriting and chicken scratch. And two, uh, from a security point of view, the data is kept, you know, sort of hidden and obscured. For, most, for the most part, um, we actually don't provide the data to the businesses at all. Um, and the reason for that is is under COVID privacy law in Canada right now for this data that's that they're being asked to collect, there's two rules around that. One is you're only to keep the data for 30 days at any time. You can't keep it longer than that. And two is uh, you're not allowed to use the data for any other purpose other than contact tracing follow-up. And there's been a couple incidents where businesses have been caught already who are doing it on the pen and paper system, you know, doing email marketing campaigns with the data or other <laughs> things that they're not allowed to do. So we, we, we sort of like 
kind of keep them from doing bad things to themselves, um, you know, by not giving them the data at all. Um, and so what happens is, is if public health calls the business and says, somebody was at your establishment who's now tested positive and was there last Tuesday, they call us, they email us, they get in contact with us, the business owner, and we actually release the data for the last 30 days directly to the local health authority on their behalf. So it's a fully managed service. We're taking that burden, that whole hassle of the collection and the management and the security and the privacy of the data away from them. We're talking with Asif Khan. Uh, they've uh, got a service now for uh, restaurants and businesses called Canatrace. If you have to get people's information uh, when they're coming into your business, uh, a lot of uh, restaurants and businesses have been doing this by pen and paper. This automates everything. So I think a lot of us are used to going to restaurants and scanning the code to get the menu. This is the exact same thing. So it'll work with your camera phone. Uh, you scan it and you will click on the web page and it'll automatically take you there. You, you should add that to the to your app. What? Scan it, fill so in your information, it, then link to the, it's the funny menu. You bring that up. It's funny you bring that up. We're actually testing that right now with a business in uh, in Saskatchewan, uh, where when you get to the end of the contact tracing and you get that green checkmark screen, there's a button that says "Open the, the digital menu now," and it, it'll it'll then take you to the menu as well. So yes, uh, that that's something we'll be releasing sort of uh, across the country next week. I get ten percent, right? Ten percent of Absolutely. nothing. This is free, isn't it? <laughs> it's free. It's a free service. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Asif, I, I, I love this. This is just a fantastic uh, solution. At first, uh, I, I got to be honest, I thought it was an app, uh, which I thought, cool, but then you got to get yeah. people to download an app. But everyone's got a camera phone now, and everyone's used to scanning for the QR codes for the menu. So this is like nothing. Like, it's so easy. It, it's extremely easy for people, um, and, and I think as you as you pointed out, I think a lot of people are familiar with using it for menus and things like that now, and 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 even like yet yeah, the camera the camera apps on your phones know how to do this, but even other apps have native QR uh, scanning built into them, like Snapchat and things like that as well. So, it's uh, it, it, it's very easy to do from that point of view. See, where can people get information about this if they're a business? Yeah, they simply need, just need to go to canatrace.com, C-A-N-A trace.com. Uh, there's a lot of information there about how it works. And, and if you're a business owner, you can register there as well. The other thing I wanted to point out is, is that uh, we're starting to see not just use cases for this for, uh, for guests, or, or visitors to your establishment, but uh, uh, for employee screening as well. And we have businesses that only use it for employees, uh, you know, manufacturing sites, uh, hotel chains uh, are using it that way as well. And even right in, in your own uh, backyard there, uh, the Vancouver Art Gallery actually uses it for both. Uh, they have uh, one QR for guests uh, coming in and one for employees on the other side. Very cool. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, I, this is a great service. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the opportunity. And yeah, uh, we would love to have uh, many, many businesses across the country. And we just want to help out. It's our way of giving back. So thank you. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk with the folks at Staffy, an app uh, that helps uh, workers and restaurant owners connect with each other for employment. Back after this. You are back with the app show. Mike and John here. Going to talk about employment. It's been a challenge, obviously, with COVID uh, raging around the country and the world. Well, there's an app that could potentially help with that. We've got Peter Feist on the line. He's the CEO of Staffy. Thanks for joining us today, Peter. Thanks for having me. A pleasure to be here. 
Staffy uh, is billed as an on-demand app for workers. Tell us what that means. So, um, you know, it basically tries to disrupt the traditional uh, staffing agency model uh, where uh, staff are paid as little as possible and the companies charge as much as possible. And so what we've done is create an online marketplace that allows staff to set their rates and work for where and when they want to and the companies to hire who and when they want, uh, when, when, they need, when they need it kind of thing. So what industries uh, would this be most applicable to? Um, so uh, we started in hospitality uh, back in 20, uh, late 2015. And, um, you know, we we're actually doing uh, quite well uh, with hospitality and we'd expanded to uh, some pretty national companies and within Canada and we were uh, expanding in the US and then COVID happened. And uh, COVID basically destroyed uh, 98% of our business almost literally overnight. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty devastating. Um, and uh, at the time, I didn't think uh, COVID was going to be that big a deal for some odd reason. I thought it was, you know, going to be a couple months and then, you know, we'd hear about it in the news and wouldn't be affected that much, didn't affect us that much. But of course, that's not the case. And um, so at the time we were, you know, our, our staff, there had been 30,000 people that had signed up on our platform at the time. And we were trying to find the meaningful work because they just lost, you know, all of their income, basically. And so I was literally uh, up at night till two or three a.m. every night, emailing the big, you know, the biggest CEOs of the biggest companies. Uh, you know, I emailed Jeff Bezos and Galen Weston and and everybody I could think of that would be busier because because of COVID. Um, and where we got traction was in healthcare. So we managed to uh, pivot and basically reprovision, you know, dishwashers, line cooks, and bartenders and servers into uh into roles in in uh long-term care and retirement facilities so you know they might work as a cleaner or a housekeeper or a dietary aid uh and uh once once the company started using our, our model um they started asking us for other roles like psws and rns and uh rpns and screeners and and healthcare aids and so uh we were able to scale pretty quickly in healthcare because there was this huge demand that's fascinating me because uh, I've known about your app for a while and typically it was more kind of like restaurants, like a, a restaurant owner uh, might need, uh, you know, some extra staff one night and they could use that app to to get someone pretty quick. So it, it sounds like although COVID has been really crappy <laughs> for your, your business, it might end up being uh, even better in the long run. Uh, that is entirely true. And healthcare is, is not a field that I would have gone into naturally. But, um, you know, the, the old adage of do one thing and do it really, really well has kind of uh, gone by the wayside because we're living in a different paradigm in a different world right now. And so um, healthcare, uh, you know, there's a much greater demand and uh, it's a much bigger problem. And, you know, while, while helping restaurants uh, run more efficiently and helping events run smoother are, are great, uh, are great, is a great business model and it was very helpful. You know, in healthcare, we get told all the time that we're literally help saving, helping save lives um, for, you know, and helping the, the, our clients meet their staffing needs and helping uh, patients and residents get the care that they need. So um, the industry, the verticals, uh, four times bigger. Um, the uh, the demand is is much greater, and um, we we literally rebuilt our business in the span of six weeks in a completely different vertical after pivoting into into healthcare. Yeah, that is amazing. 
could this also work for other things like freelancers, you know, like photographers, graphic designers, web developers, those types of things as well? Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a potential, uh, those are potential, you know, m- m- other verticals in the future. Uh, right now, you know, we were, we we're focused on hospitality and now we're kind of doing general labor and, uh, and healthcare pri- primarily um, because that's where the greatest need is right now. So general labor is like stock associates, uh, people doing pick and packing and, and stuff like that. And um, that's where the majority of our business comes from now and cleaning and cleaning staff, of course. I can imagine there's a lot of out of work uh, hospitality uh, folks, uh, people that worked in the restaurant industry. Uh, you've pivoted to healthcare. Uh, is it easy for those those folks to get into healthcare? Like what kind of skills do they have to have? Um, so. I mean, it, it's easy because there's such a great need. So although they might not have the skills to begin with, the, the, the companies that we work with are willing to train them to make sure that they're doing their job properly and they're doing it safely. Um, and, you know, there's other, you know, simpler roles like delivering food from one place to another or bringing up a patient's food kind of thing and, and that kind of thing. So, so there's a lot of roles and a lot of uh, gaps in labor that the, uh, the care homes need. That, which is the problem we're, we're helping to solve. We're talking with Peter Feist. He's the CEO of Staffy, an on-demand app for workers, not only in the hospitality industry, but also healthcare as well. Uh, if you're looking for a job, it would be an app to check out. Uh, thanks for joining us, Peter. Thank you so much for having me, gents, and uh, it was a pleasure. When we come back from the break, more to talk about apps here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Are you ready for Black Friday? Sure. Any deals you're looking for? Or have you spent all your money already? Well, I spent my money a long time ago, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I still got my eyes on an air fryer. Oh, really? Yeah. Any certain kind? The Instapot one. They have a nice little 10-quart uh, one. That does and and how much do you think it'll go on for? Well, it's 150 I think, uh, normally... Yeah, I think it's probably going to be twenty or thirty dollars off that. Uh, I'm looking Dyson. They've uh, got some really smoking uh, Black Friday deals on uh, some of their vacuums and fans. So like a hundred to two hundred dollars off. Like if you wanted one of those, now is the time. Yes. So check out their website. But I am still trying to get my home internet TV sorted. I'm hoping holding out for a Black Friday deal. I've got till the nineteenth until my existing plan is done. Holding out for a hero. Yes. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com, giving away a Google Pixel 4XL. We're always giving away lots of great prizes, thousands of dollars worth of prizes this year. Again, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the newsletter tab and subscribe, and you're entered to win all of them. In all of them. I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together, Christina, and of course, John, my co-host and producer as well. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.